In the 1966 Stephen F. Austin yearbook, there's a photo of Jeremy Phelps on the title page. He's got a football helmet under one arm, and he's wearing his jersey, number 37, over heavy shoulder pads. He's in his gear, but it's obvious this is a posed photo, something taken before he was found face down in a swamp. He's smiling, but something about the smile is hollow. Something about the eyes. Beneath the photo, there's a dedication. From the class of 1966 to Jeremy, we'll see you again. Welcome to Coven, an actual play podcast. Hey folks, we've got every podcast's compulsory apology for an audio mix-up in this episode, and it's all me. I forgot to turn my microphone on for this episode. Luckily, my webcam mic was still on and it picked up the audio but the quality on this track is really not where I would like it. I still think it's uh, it's a very good game, I think. And next episode, we're back to our higher fidelity selves. I mean, everybody else sounds fine. Next episode, I'm back to my higher fidelity self. As I said in our first episode, these Kingdom episodes were recorded almost a year ago before the Capitol insurrection riots. So content warnings on this episode include a protest that threatens to turn violent, discussion of the death of a high schooler, along with our usual themes of police corruption and threatening behavior, and our ongoing attempt to treat honestly the facts of racial and sexual injustice. This might be kind of a heavy episode considering the heaviness of the rest of the world at the moment, but I hope you enjoy it nevertheless, and we'll be back in two weeks. Welcome to episode three of Kingdom. My name is Noah Lloyd. You can find me online at Noah Gola. And today I am playing Jim Lewis. My name is Sharon. I am playing Ruby Bataille. My name's Kiefer. I am playing Jake Brown. And my name is Gary, and I'm playing Willie Mae Hooks. And can we get a quick recap of what happened last week? The, the crisis card, which we resolved last week, was will the town approve the spectator's water park at the clearing? Uh, that was Kiefer's card. How did it play out? They approved the water park at the clearing, despite some objections about mysterious lights and potential hauntings and <laughs> the you know good intentions of a lot of townsfolk, the desire to put the livery on the map won out, and as a result, construction is moving forward. Interestingly, a teen was found dead shortly after this decision was made. So one of my predictions was that, as a perspective character, was that if the water park was built, high schoolers would die. And the last thing that happened last week was uh, my character, Jim Lewis, discovered a dead high schooler, Jeremy Phelps, who is a now former uh, tight end for the livery football team. And decided that the new crossroad will be, will the town discover Jeremy Phelps' killer? 
So for those playing along at home, the current crisis card has five empty boxes, no perspectives um, or anything like that listed yet because we haven't played it yet. The crisis card has three out of five boxes checked. The time passes card has one out of four boxes checked. And we ended on my turn. I named this Crossroads, so I need to set the first scene. So we ended with Jim discovering Phelps's body. So I think what makes sense is the next scene being basically that night and Jim having led the sheriff, Whitney Travis, to the crime scene, right? Which is how uh, it would be treated. So um, Gary has played Whitney Travis in the past, Sheriff Whitney Travis. Oh, actually, one of the repercussions of the crossroad was that Whitney Travis is going to become the mayor. So we should decide how far in advance this is, because I think I think some time passed from the last crossroad. So maybe Whitney Travis isn't isn't sheriff anymore, but he um, I still like the idea of him showing up, but maybe in kind of an official capacity at this point. So sorry, my memory is that he was running for mayor, not that he necessarily was going to win and that it was him and the like we'd lost faith in the current mayor but not necessarily that Whitney Travis was going to be the new one that's right yep yep you're right I'm looking at the the former crossroad card the prediction was that Sheriff Travis will run for mayor um so okay yeah that's good the and if y'all haven't noticed I just moved the former crisis card below all the other ones so we can refer back to it if we need to okay so it's still Sheriff Travis thank you for the clarification Kiefer that's why I keep you around but who who else should be here? Well, Jake hangs out in the swamp, doesn't he, occasionally? Yeah, well, I'm just trying to decide why other characters would show up at this crime scene, right? So also, just to clarify, so have they started building the water park already, and that's when the body was found, or it was just found in the site yeah. where they're about to build? No, I think I think that we have advanced to maybe it's maybe like September 1964 now. Okay. And the the construction has started and I might be retconning from the end of last session, but that's all right. Yeah. Construction has started, the school year has kind of just begun again and Jim Lewis has found the body of Jeremy Phelps. Okay. Um is there is there any reason that that Ruby would be here? Because I kind of like the idea that Ruby is present. Um, let's see. I mean, if we have some kind of a local business angle there where, like, the local business group would be invited to, like, tour the grounds at the same time for some reason. But I don't know why that would uh, happen at night. I don't know. Yeah. Um, what about, like, because we know that, that Jim and Ruby have history together. Yeah. So what if... I mean, what if he he calls Ruby in yeah. like a state of panic? Oh, may, yeah, maybe that's what he did. Um, okay, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna rewind. <laughs> this is actually the scene I want. The scene I want is minutes after Jim has discovered Phelps's body. He hasn't called the police yet, and he's standing in like the lone phone booth, which is across the street from the parking lot for. The clearing mm -hmm. and he he calls ruby okay from the payphone 
And then ring. Yeah. Oh, 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 we're doing that right now. I think, uh, yeah, I think it's just the two of us at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hello. Ruby. Yes. Jim. Ruby, there's, I, th there's something wrong in the clearing. I, I just found something. I, 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 I don't know what to do. Uh, I, wh what do you, what, what do you mean? What did you find? There, I, I, I found a body, Ruby. Uh, it's like, I found a body of a kid, young, young kid. I. Fuck. Okay. Um, okay. Call, call the sheriff and I will. Ruby, head... I can't, I can't call the fucking sheriff. Okay. Um. Do you, do you know what will happen if I call the sheriff and they find me out here with a dead, with a <sighs> dead high schooler? Okay. How about this? How about I come down there? We will say that we were going for a walk, and I will call the sheriff when we, when I, when I get there. Ruby, Ruby, the idea that you and I were going for a walk is also not not a good good idea. I mean, I don't, I don't want to get you involved in this either. But I, I can't just leave him out there. It's it's Jeremy Phelps, Ruby, oh, from God. the football team. Oh, that's. I know his parents. Okay. Well, we cannot leave him there. Um, I think we have to, we just have to risk it. If the sheriff is going to come after us, at least we've done the right thing. I, okay. Are you, you're going to come down here though? Yes, I will leave right now and I will see you in 10 minutes. All right. And Jim hangs up the phone. And Ruby drives down there. So that scene. Uh, any reactions? Uh, I don't think I'm gonna have a reaction to this scene. We'll see no. what we'll see yeah. what happens next. Yes. Does Jake or Willie May want to have a reaction? I mean, they they may not be aware of it, but so I'm gonna make a prediction that if the town does not discover Jeremy Phelps' killer, then Jim will be um, wrongfully accused. Mm. Which is unsurprising, but okay. Now what? Um, are you? Did you want to do anything as a power character? Yeah, uh, I think at this point no, because I want to see what happens with the the sheriff. Okay. Um, if you if you wanted to make like a if you wanted to show us how the people felt or um, give us a prediction about what would happen. Then you could also change your role if you. Yeah, um, this isn't me trying to convince you; it's just giving you other options. No, I do like the like prediction thing. Yes. So if I switch to perspective, um, and you have to uh, show how the change happens, like role play or narrate what's happening that go takes you from being a power in the community to having a point of view or mm -hmm. being able to understand what's going to happen and you have to pay a price of some sort, describe something right. you lost or leave behind because of the change other than the role itself. Mm. Which could be your reaction to this scene, right? Yeah. We see Ruby leave her apartment or arrive at the payphone or what have you. Um, and in one of those moments, she pays the, the price. Oh gosh, okay. Um, uh, let's just leave it at power for right now. Okay. okay. All right. If you're sure. Yeah. All right. I'm going to check the time passes box because I'm interested in seeing what happens when time passes. All right. We don't have any cards that are full. Oh, wait. Can I can I pause for one second? I just need to go grab something. Sure. Okay. Sorry.
Be right back. Kiefer, seriously, thank you for keeping me true to the rules. Am I doing that? Yeah, I mean, like, like remind reminding us about the like the paying the price when you switch roles, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's a GMless game. We're all equally responsible. Okay, sorry. Welcome back. Thanks. So that was my turn, which means that the next person to set a scene is going to be Ruby. Okay. Um. Wait. So with a time passes card, how much time are we talking? Just enough for her to get there. So the the time passes card only resolves once all four boxes are filled. Okay. And then once the time passes card is filled, a significant amount of time is going to pass. It could be months or years. Oh, that's right. Okay. So, um, yes. So let's keep it in the in the clearing by the swamp. And Ruby is there because she's just arrived. Um, Jim is there because he's waiting for her. And they have not called the sheriff yet. But can we also have Jake be there just like on his own accord? And he happens to run into them as this is happening? Yeah, that seems reasonable. And then I assume, Gary, do you want to play the sheriff again when he gets there? Boy, howdy. Nice. <laughs> uh, what kind of car does Ruby drive? Mm, that's a good question. Or, <laughs> or is she walking? <laughs> I think car, and we're in, what, the 60s? Oh, God, what's a good 60s car? <laughs> well, it's, it's definitely not a new model, right, no. I would assume? No, no, no. Maybe, uh, did they have, where was, oh, God. I'm, like, looking at cars right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, perfect. This is the same, uh, a the same terror I would have if someone asked me this question. Oh, hold on. Okay. I found one that I like. I don't know what this is though. <laughs> I mean, so r rather than giving us like a specific make and model, like what, what style of car is it? Okay. Are you, are you pulling up in, in like a souped up hot rod that you lovingly maintain? Or... I think like a kind of shitty falling apart muscle car, but like not like the nice kind. <laughs> like yeah. maybe there's like older... Yeah. Mustangs or Chevys or whatever they were. It's it's rusting because um, <laughs> of being close to the ocean. Yes. Doesn't get washed as much as it needs yes, to. Yes, exactly. Just <laughs> not well kept whatsoever. Just um, in the in the like basic muscle car kind of yeah. variety. Yeah. I love it. Cool. And it can be blue. <laughs> um. Okay. So. She rolls up and she's um, finding Jim. So she gets out of the car and we can just go from there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Jim, what, where is this body? What, tell, how did this even happen? How did you find this? What is happening? I, I, it's, he, back in the woods, maybe, I don't know, half a mile, three quarters of a mile in, just off off one of the the wooden walkways. Jesus. Okay. What? Are you, why are you even walking down here that late? I, I, just go for walks sometimes, Ruby. Okay. Okay. Um, fuck. Should we go look at it again? Should we just call the sheriff? Is it better? Why the fuck would we do that? I I don't know. Just to figure it out. Oh God. Um. Okay. Let's let's call the sheriff then. Let's let's just get him out here. Maybe the less we know, the better, and um, we'll just take it from there. Uh, we like we can't leave him there, obviously. So yes. okay, yes. 
It seems like such a bad idea. What's the Ruby. alternative? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not leaving a child in the woods. <sighs> okay. Um, Wait, where is a child in the woods? What? Jake, where did you come from? <laughs> where, what are you, where do you, where did you come from? What are you doing here? And why are you talking about leaving a child in the woods? I just, I just, uh, Jim and I took a walk and we found something that looks like a child and it did not seem to be moving. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Do you want to see it? Should we go look at it or should we call the sheriff? I, Jake, you're, uh, you're good at these things. Yeah, but no disrespect intended, Ruby, but it seems pretty unlikely to me that you and Jim were walking in these woods at this time of night. I mean, do you have a better idea? <laughs> That's so good. I mean, do you have a better idea for this lie that I've honestly told you? <laughs> so good. Also, uh, I just want to say, like, as soon as Ruby was like, Jim and I were walking, like, I just clutched my heart with both hands. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, yeah, that can just be seen, too. We don't have to have the sheriff get here if we're calling him and he gets into, comes the next, right? Like, it seems like yeah. that's an ending point. Yeah, it sounds sure. about right. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Do either of our power characters want to exert their power? Um, I don't really have any power that I want to exert right here, no. Yeah, same. Okay. But I would like to add an order, I think. Yeah. Where if, I don't know if this is fair, but I think it's fair. Um, if the Remember, tower... it's, it's not fair that power gets to decide what everyone <laughs> yeah. else does. <laughs> so... No, sorry, I was thinking of uh, making a prediction. I was kind of doing it wrong. Um, if the town does not discover Jeremy Phelps's killer, does this, I, I guess I'm not really super clear on the difference between orders and predictions, but sure. I guess it's being able to, I can order the kingdom to do something to someone. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah, so if the town doesn't discover Jeremy Phelps's killer, the sheriff will be elected mayor. Ooh. So if they do not discover it? If they don't, right, if they don't discover the real killer. Okay. Or, I mean, honestly, at this point, I guess Jim can't be the real killer because wrongfully accused is in there. Right. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, and I think, like, speaking for my character, Jeremy is not the killer, right? Jim is not the killer. Jim is not the killer. Jim, Jim is not the killer. I'm sorry. That's, that's what I mean. Hold Jim. <laughs> I suppose Jeremy could be the killer. Yeah, that's true. All right. So that's now my scene, I guess. Uh, yeah. Unless, so Willie May can have a reaction, even though she wasn't present, but up to. Yeah, I'm like, I'm still playing with this um, conjure woman bit that we talked about towards the end of last session oh, yeah. um and willie may's potential connection with that presence which might have killed jeremy or compelled something or someone to kill jeremy but because she's not immediately in this scene i don't want to add too much conjecture to this like clearly like straightforward story we're telling at this point so sure yeah okay. that's fair and I don't think I have a perspective to add. 
which means, uh, oh, so Sharon, you still need to advance a card. Oh, yes. Uh, what happens at the end of the crisis thing? Um, when we come to, when the community comes to a crisis, we decide collectively, if it's not entirely clear what the crisis is that's threatening the kingdom right now, the person who checked the last crisis box can start, but all players should agree to the general nature of the crisis. And then we follow particular steps for resolving the rest of the card. Um, so it could be directly related to the Phelps killing, or it could be another crisis okay. that we mutually agree on. Um, and then with the... Uh, with that top card, what happens when that one is full? So that's the card that we filled last session, the crossroad card. Yeah. Um, so when we fill that card, then we will, then the town will either discover Jeremy Phelps' killer or it won't. Okay. Yeah, and let's the power one. characters will decide. Let's put one in that top card. You got it. Do you want to do it or should I do it? Oh, you did it. Done. <laughs> did it already. Awesome. All right. And it is now Keeper's turn. I think, I think we can just continue on this path, right? And just have the sheriff show up at this point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we, we can, or we can skip ahead. Totally up to you. Yeah, I actually kind of want to skip ahead and have just Jake talking to the sheriff. Yep. Do it. And let's say this is in the sheriff's office. How far ahead are we? What time of day is it? Like the next day uh at like noon okay so what do you you were there sheriff what do you think about this situation what's the something something doesn't seem right to me well i don't know what's going on all i know is that you that ruby batai and jim lewis was there and i don't know it's just just something don't sit right with me you know yeah nothing really sits right with me about a dead kid in the woods especially not someone like jeremy people People in this town care about Jeremy Phelps. Yeah, well, you know, maybe all that success then went to his head, you know, thought he was invincible. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't when they're that age? I guess my, I don't, we don't want this to spook the, we don't want to spook this to spook the builders, Sheriff. We need them to, we need them to keep moving forward. What, like, what can you, what can you do to make sure that this doesn't, this doesn't get in the way? Well, you see, this is why I always liked you, Jake. It was always about the money. See, me and you, much alike, you know. If I had a lieutenant mayor, you know, you'd certainly be that guy. We just think the best thing right now to do would be to just kind of keep things as they are, just just kind of under wraps. I'll, me and my folks will handle the Yankees from up north. You just keep doing your thing and... You know, just kind of keep things under wraps. Okay, if that's what you think is best, I'll. I can I can trust you on this one, but I gotta say that it makes me, yeah. I guess we'll keep it under wraps. I'll tell I'll tell everybody around town that we're not really talking about it. I guess I'll talk to Jeremy's family and see if I can get them to hush up. But he's a pretty big name in town. I don't think this is gonna sit quietly for too long. Oh well, you know, yeah, that's a good idea. We can. Um, I know the I know the Phelps real well, so it won't be hard for me to or one of us to make a call to him. But you know, doors closed, windows closed, just between me and you, Jake. What actually went on that night? I couldn't tell you. I was I was just out there to you know see why see what was going on with the project i got curious you know how excited i am about this getting done and 
I showed up and Ruby and Jim were there and Ruby told me a pretty, you know, I don't know what those two were doing in the woods at night. I don't know why they were there. I don't know why they were together. You know what kind of reputation the clearing has. They were in there together. As far as I could tell, yeah. Hmm. I see. I'm gonna call that scene. Yeah, that's good. On it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It was <laughs> fine <laughs> until the very end of there, and then Jake just had to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I mean, Jake doesn't want anybody to think that he was in the clearing for. Yeah. Right. Yeah, of course. Um, right, right, right. purposes. Right. Now, just to be clear, um, the sheriff is suspicious of Jim from Jump, right? I mean, I I think so. You would have like to be a black man right? walking with a white girl in the swamps in 1963 is yeah. like you know just subject to any kind of suspicion. But I want to. Let alone finding right, a body. So, you know, I don't, yeah, it's obviously the racial angle, but I want there be, I want there to be something specific to Jim that makes the sheriff, like, real suspicious. Didn't he find him in the, in the swamp in the last I think session, so. Or was that Jake? I think it was, yeah, we, we, we played that role. That was, that was the first time we met the sheriff, actually. Yeah. I was gonna use my authority here to say that the sheriff arrests jim okay. oh wow okay i like the yep. keeper um, now this arrest takes place during the during the previous scene or it takes place after this conversation with uh, jake it takes place after this conversation with jake God. Ooh. Ooh. so should we play out the arrest? Um, we could play out the arrest as a reaction if Jim wanted to do that as a reaction. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's probably what I'll do. I'll just treat it as a reaction. And then, if anybody else wants to have a reaction to that, like I feel like anybody could pretty easily react to that scene. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say as a touchstone, um, like. We're not playing this out, but you know the arrest happens in the you know black side of town, and any police presence there just makes folks come out of their house and you know see what's going on. So people are pretty pressed, um, you know, on all sides of the town, but especially you know where Jim lives. You know, folks are already like pretty miffed that development might come their way, but now Jim's being accused of you know, this crime, folks are livid, you know, and so is Willie Mae. like it. I'm just going to add that to your notes section. Folks are livid. <laughs> so as a reaction, um, I think we'll, we'll see Jim being kind of handled out of his home. I want the, actually what I want the, the reaction to be is Jim in the, police vehicle like in in the back of the squad car and it rolls down the main strip right to get to the probably the small jail cell which is going to be attached to the sheriff's office and so it goes right past tommy joe's and 
I don't think Jim looks through the window at Tommy Joe's, but I think that Jake definitely sees Jim sitting in the back of the car. Anybody else want to react? No. I mean, Ruby's obviously like pissed off, but well, show it then then show us, right? What is even if it's just her angrily cooking food in her kitchen or whatever, show us her her being angry. Okay. So I think She's probably at a shift at the bar that she's working at, and I think she's just opposite of keeping it quiet, is just talking to patrons about it and just very, very mad that this is happening. I mean, if you're... Um, I'm just trying to trying to, to push y'all a little bit to use your roles yeah. more, right? Like, if you're talking to patrons, then, and maybe this is something to think about for next scene, maybe not right now, but if you're talking to mm -hmm. people, that's how you can exert your influence as a power character, right? You have a lot of sway in the town, whether or not Ruby is aware of it. Yeah. So what, like, what would that look like, though? Like, what do you think? I don't know. I mean, because you, you can, you can just order the town to do things. So you could, um, you could talk the sheriff into releasing Jen or something like that. Like that might warrant its own. We can bring Jim out of jail. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a, actually a, a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> um, I'm like timeline wise. Like if she starts talking to people and wants to like formulate a plan of getting him out of there. I, I would know. be down with making that the next scene, if that's cool okay. with everyone. Um, yeah, the only problem is then, like, where does he go? <laughs> like, he's gonna get caught again. I mean, that's fine. Like, like, make it bad. Like, <laughs> fuck, fuck us up. Like, let's do it. <laughs> that's what this game is about. Um, yeah. So I was just double checking the the power rules. So you can only use your authority to make the kingdom do things when you're in a scene or or reaction. It says a reaction. So you could have a reaction and make the kingdom do something if you wanted to right now. Um, or we can hold off to the next scene, which is going to be um, Willie Mae Hooks focused, and um, you can play that out there. Yeah, let's wait till the next scene because I would like to have her involved if there's going to be any kind of a yeah town outcry. Okay, um, Jake, did you want to have a reaction? Uh, I don't think I, I can. I react to my own scene. Yep. Uh, I guess. Jake's reaction to like the actual arrest is to I don't think Jake really thinks that Jim is guilty um, I think Jake is just trying to like smooth things over so I think Jake doesn't see the arrest but he or he does see the arrest you said it was outside of Tommy Joe's right um, well so he gets he gets driven past Tommy Joe's he's, right. he's arrested at his home and then gets driven past right so I think he just uh like sees him in the car and like I don't know if they had these kind of blinds in the 1960s but like spins the little thing on the shade so the blinds on the window just close as he's driving past all right uh you checked the crisis card so we're good there Willie May set a scene for us we're at the road I also put Ruby's car into the chat just in case anybody wants to know what it looks like I feel pretty confident that this is the right one. <laughs> oh, that's amazing yeah I'm super into that <laughs> um, so we're at the rogue and I just I, you know um, 
Willie Mae is at the bar. Uh, Ruby Bataille um, is also there. Um, Jim's obviously in jail. You could have Jake there too or kind of moseying about if you would like Kiefer. And yeah, they're just talking shop about what to do about Jim. So I guess um, I'll just get us started. God damn it. You believe this shit? And arrested an innocent man. For doing what? Absolutely nothing. Honestly, nothing happened that night. I don't know why this is happening. And I think we have to do something. We can't just leave him in jail. See, I've been noticing that Sheriff been eyeing Jim for the longest time. Ever since he came back here. You know, like I just, you know... Obviously, things are so fucked up, but to take one of our shining stars, I mean, Jim was the teacher at the local high school. I mean, we put our all into his education, and for what? I I don't know. Like, Jim definitely didn't do this. There's no way that he did this. I believe you. I believe you. Jim would never. But, you know, we can speculate all day, but we gotta, we, we, we gotta do something. And crying and begging and pleading, you know, these people, are, you know, they don't listen to us. We gotta, we gotta put some action into it. We gotta do something. So, I mean, it's not like the sheriff's office has that much security. If we just go at the right time, we could at least get him out of there. Yeah, it's just like one of those, like, old shacks, like, they got in the countryside. There's, there's no one really, no one, no one there. And the only person that is there is that that prison guard Barney. But he's always watching television and eating donuts. Yeah, I mean, we could just distract him, or find a way to make him sleepy, or yes, let Ooh. let's get yeah, him out. Sounds like a spy movie. <laughs> Part of me wants to say scene, but also part of me wants to keep it going. If you think scene, I think I think we should call scene and then move to the next. Well, one. how about this? We um, yeah. You mentioned making him go to sleep. Um, you got any kind of drinks that could just knock a fella out for a little minute? Oh, gosh, um, I mean, enough of anything. I'll get the job done. <laughs> Well, how about this? Um, me and you rendezvous sometime tomorrow morning, right as the sun rises and before anybody can see us. And um, I want sure. you to bring something that'll really knock him out of his socks, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I also have some sleeping pills that I could just sprinkle into some coffee give it to him as a gift uh, even better I'll take care of I'll take care yeah. of the bars and the keys and the you know physical stuff you just you just come through with your your potions and we'll get it done perfect let's do it all right and scene should we do the whole getting Jim out of there as a scene or as a reaction or or what I mean you as the again like as power you could just say like the kingdom breaks jim out of jail right like yep. that could be and it could be super like you have the since you do have the power to just make yeah May maybe we do that just to get to what happens to him afterward i mean 
do it, right? Follow your heart. Whatever sounds interesting, do it. Yeah, let's do that. Let's move it along. So for uh, for my reaction, I will say that Willie Mae and Ruby are successful. They, you know, she brings a coffee, you know, after she gets off work, before the sun is up, and is just trying to be nice, and the guard totally falls for it. And Ooh, donuts. It's just... <laughs> is uh just out like a rock within like 20 minutes and um yeah and willie may gets in there and and gets put some gets elbow jammed. grease on them bars and breaks my homie free <laughs> yeah love it i love it a lot so just what do you want to check here okay you can do you as the touchstone, you always have the option to put an extra box in Crisis. Oh, you can, right, yeah. So it can be like, you can do Crisis. This feels pretty crisis This is definitely very crisis-y. <laughs> um, I mean, this is some pretty, like, capital offense. Um, you know, we, uh, let me... Breaking a murder suspect out of yeah, prison. This is, like, pretty fucked up, G, but I love it. So we'll, uh, I'm going to just put an X in the Crisis box. Cool. And do you also want to do like like anything for the other ones since you can do crisis plus one more? Um, not saying you should, just making sure that you're aware that that is an option. This is the previous scene, right? Yeah, for the yeah, scene like, we just If played. you think that moves, time passes, or the town discovering the killer forward. Oh, okay, okay, right, right. Um, yeah, why not? Uh, put it in the top box. In crossword? Yeah, crossroads. So now that means we need to resolve the crisis card. This is the first time we've done this. Um, it is on page 72 of the PDF. And we're going to follow the steps to resolve the crisis. Step number one. Um, actually, real quick, uh, just a couple of notes about what this says. Uh, well, let's, let's just read the whole page since it's the first time we've done it. The kingdom is not invulnerable. It can be destroyed, either by those within who have come to hate it or by the dangerous forces of a harsh world. So the, the kingdom's life is on the line here. When all the boxes on the crisis card are checked, you play to see if the kingdom survives or falls. Just like when you resolve a crossroad, which we did last week, instead of playing out scenes, you narrate short moments to build a montage of the action unfolding. Each player gets to describe what they see happening during the crisis and what their character does to save or destroy the kingdom. The players then vote to decide the kingdom's fate. So what you describe will influence whether your fellow players think the kingdom should survive or crumble. For each step where all players contribute, players go one at a time in any order. If you cannot agree on an order, start with the person who checked the last crisis box and go around to the left, normal order of play. Follow these steps to resolve the crisis. And we'll run through the steps here in just a sec, but I, I do want to just kind of get out of the way, like, even though this is a game we're using as kind of world building prior to an, another game system, it's totally fine with us to, to burn this city down, right? <laughs> um, I just want that to be on the table, right? And if we if the kingdom crumbles, then that's probably where we'll end playing kingdom, right? And I will I will take the repercussions of that and follow them through some logical conclusions for us to play sorcerer with. So I just want y'all to be aware, like. Um, if you think that the that the livery is going to crumble from its current form, that's how y'all should vote, right? Once we get to that point. Okay. Step one, end game. 
Decide together if this is going to be the end of your game, regardless of whether the kingdom survives or falls. This does not change how the crisis is resolved, but it may change what players decide to make happen. If the kingdom is destroyed, the game ends, whether you planned to stop or not. So, continuing or ending at this point? I'd say continue. I think continue. Continue. Yeah. Okay. I, I agree. Step two. What is the crisis? If it is not entirely clear, describe the nature of the crisis threatening the kingdom right now. The person who checked the last crisis box, that would be Gary, can start, but all the players should agree to the general nature of the crisis. Do not go into detail or take action yet. So Gary, what does what is the crisis? So there are three crises that I've identified. The first, um, most immediate one is that Jim was uh, Jim Lewis has been broken out of jail, um, which doesn't bode well for the perception that he killed Jeremy Phelps, which is the second crisis. Uh, Jeremy Phelps being the star QB and general beacon of hope for the town as it tries to come into the 1960s. But subtending all of these is the development of this water park which will uh, be built on this swamp which residents have taken a shine to for many years. There's also been speculations of hauntings in this swamp and, you know, folks maybe feeling the fallout from all this development. So I think my, my question for you is, like, which of those elements do you think is the most kind of pressing, immediate, crisis oh jeremy Phelps. and okay and how why why is that a crisis for the community as a whole right because you were talking about how jim's been broken out of prison but how is that something which might lead to the collapse of this entire community may i ask a quick question so did we decide is jeremy white or black or like what whether we have a race for him I believe at the end of last session, I said that he was a, a white student. Yeah. Okay. This could be a crisis for the town. Um, connecting that with Jim's arrest, if, because Jim has been wrongfully, as at least as we know, accused of Jeremy's murder, um, this sort of incites folks who are sympathetic with Jim, i.e. the entire black community, as well as sympathetic whites to revolt against the town structure as is. And this does not bode well for the civic structure of the town, and it doesn't bode well for the prospectors who want to pump money into the town. I mean, is this... We're in 1963, right? That's what we decided? Four. 64. Okay, yeah. So, um... Were three years before there were race riots all the way across the United States. So maybe that just comes to delivery a little bit early. Like that's kind of what mm-hmm. this feels like. Loss was in 65, so we're not even that far removed from that. So, yeah. Yeah. That, it, that, that feels like what this is. If there's the black community and sympathetic whites who are like in support of someone who is wrongfully accused while like, the wealthier, whiter community and the business community is upset about the death of the star football player who is white. That feels like where we are. Yeah, that is uh, the same feeling that I have had. Does everybody feel okay about that? That's intense. Hey. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, like I'm actually like surprised how we, how things segued into that. Um, but it's perfect because I love the historical accuracy. 
Um, yeah, so long as everybody is is comfortable and let's kind of, you know, let's agree to not play things too detailed, um, depending on on if riots happen. Like, we don't know if riots are actually happening yet or not, right? Right. It's just a crisis. Yeah. Um, but if if the riots do break out, let's just kind of agree not to play things too too detailed. Yeah. Ruby, what do you want to to add to the crisis that we're developing here? Is there any way to start bringing in more of the like ghostly lights thing into this? Sure. I mean, and you're you're a power character, so I think you can you can do some of that. Yeah, I'm just like crowdsourcing. Um, like how? how I mean, it says I... in the the step we're on. It says, do not go into detail or take action yet. So that might okay. be something that you want to hold on to for when you start playing out your scene um, okay. or your, your montage scene, rather. But I think that it's totally fair for you to to do something like that. Okay. Um, yeah, I just want to start bringing in some of those supernatural elements, if yeah. possible. Yeah, great. Cool. So do we want to just jump to the next part? Yeah, I think so. So step three, what do you see? Each player paints a picture of the crisis by describing what their character sees happening around them. Say where you are, and then say what you see. Do not have your character take action yet. Does anybody want to go first about what they see? And remember, so describing what you see and then describing what you do in the next step is really going to impact how the rest of us decide to vote later on. Do, right? Do we have a specific order, or can we just jump in? I think we can just jump in at this point. Willie, Willie May, this is technically still um, Gary's turn for Willie May. Yeah. Um, so if Gary wanted to go first, I think that's open. Otherwise, folks can jump in. Somebody else can take the lead. Okay. Can I have Ruby going back to the clearing by the swamp, just kind of like trying to figure out, just, you know, clearing her mind and trying to um, figure out what the hell happened because there's still not really any leads in the case. Um and have her see some kind of like an apparition or like a ghost. <laughs> um, and I think she's not sure of what it is yet, but um, it's sort of like one of those lights that has been seen out there, but it uh, kind of morphs into this shape of a person. And hold on, I'm thinking what else? I don't know, I guess, should it say something or should it just... Let's, okay, so it, it doesn't say anything. It just looks right at her and then points further into the swamp. And <laughs> she just has a feeling it's related. I, I love it. Oh. Yeah. And I, I mean, honestly, I, uh, I guess, I don't know if this is something I put in at this point, but I assume one of the first pe people that she would go to about this would be Willie Mae, since she and Willie Mae work together to get Jim out. Mm -hmm. um, so I suppose she sees this and you know, immediately goes to tell Willie May. So just just a reminder, what you're actually oh, doing act. during the crisis. Yeah. I mean, like, you can, I think just going to tell Willie May is fine, but y'all can't take an action yet, right, until you see okay. what the rest of us are, are seeing as a crisis. Okay, okay, so I'll leave it at that. She sees a ghost, it points in the swamp, and she tells Willie May. Willie May checks up on Jim, um which I guess the logic of breaking a cat out and not having reprisals is funny, but um, she basically, you know, constantly checks on Jim and is also oddly apologetic um, to Jim, not just for his false arrest, but for something 
a little more mysterious that I'm hoping that we can play out. But, you know, she keeps keeps doing what she does. And, yeah. I think Jake is in Tommy Joe's and he looks out the window and sees mobs forming in front of City Hall and the sheriff's office. And I'm imagining that that's all kind of in a town center sort of area. And he just sees, like, large groups of angry people gathering. Of of various skin tones, I imagine, right? Like, yeah, and on, kind of? Yeah. Okay. Jim. So, we kind of established that Jim is um, in a shack, kind of in the swamp, right? I think that's where Willie Mae said she was going to take Jim. Is that right, Gary? What's that? That uh, I think Willie Mae said that there was a shack in the swamp that she was taking Jim to. Uh, sure. Okay. I, I thought that was something you said earlier. No, I think that was a description about the um, police house, but I like that even better, so let's go with it. Okay. All right. So Willie Mae, I think, is... Because is, we've, we've already said that she's come to check in on Jim. Uh, so she is she's inside this kind of shack like cinder block shack with some corrugated metal roofing and jim has stepped outside to kind of look at the sunset and in the direction of well now now we can start kind of describing geographically where the swamp is in relation to the town um the swamp is probably kind of near the water but south of the town i think so jim is looking east and out of the corner of his eye toward the town, he can see these what look like tendrils of smoke almost that kind of are curling above the town, but they're they're more solid than the smoke. Um, they aren't like connected to anything. These aren't like I'm not describing like Hellboy like tentacles coming down on the clouds. They're just these like black, wispy, coherent tentacles of vapor almost that are coiling above delivery above the whole town i i mean he can't really see from where he is okay. right but he's he's seeing them in the direction of the town yeah okay and whether or not other people can see them or if he's hallucinating them i don't know we'll find out maybe maybe step four what do you do each player describes what their character does or doesn't do in the crisis you can try to save or destroy the kingdom or save your own skin and escape. Say where you are and what you do. A few important notes. All characters who are part of the kingdom share its fate. If it falls, you fall with it. If you want out, you can try and escape. Show your character giving up on the kingdom and fleeing instead of trying to save or destroy it. Abandoning the kingdom always weakens it. Your vote is automatically thumbs down. Kingdom destroyed. A character that flees the kingdom leaves the game. If the game continues, that player makes a new character. If another character wants to stop you, they can challenge or attempt to escape, but cannot escalate to overthrow. If your escape is foiled, you remain and share the fate of the kingdom, but you must still vote for destruction because you tried to flee. So who has an idea of what they do during this, this crisis? Um, I think uh, Jake goes out and tries to calm the crowds. I think he's hoping that like as a pillar of the community he can get people to calm down so yeah he goes out and is like yeah look what i know this is crazy this is terrible like jeremy was one of the prides and joys of our town and it's completely inexcusable that he was taken out of prison but 
this isn't the answer. Like this, we've worked too hard to build what we have here and things are going too well for us right now. And I understand that it doesn't seem fair and I understand that it's, you know, this, this just isn't right, but we're not each other's enemy. This isn't like, we don't need to, we don't, we don't need to do something that we'll all regret. Please calm down. Can we involve other people in our description or is it purely like if Ruby's going to go to the, like the shack where Jake and Willie May are, is that a thing or no? Yeah. It, it doesn't say otherwise. Like it doesn't say it has to solely be your character. So I'd say go for it. Okay. So Ruby goes to the little falling down house that Jake has been living in. Um, and she's, just telling, um, or not Jake, Jim, sorry. Um, so she's telling Jim and Willie Mae, like, okay, like, these lights are not just lights anymore. I saw one, like, morph into what looked like a human. Like, something is going on beyond just, you know, there is something beyond just the human happening with this murder and in this town. And I don't know what to do, but we need to do something. I think I think Jim kind of points to toward the town, like to the sky, and says, "Can you see that?" Um, holy shit! Yes, actually. <laughs> um, okay, so this is that I. What do we do? Uh, Willie May is there, right? What does Willie May yeah, say? Because yeah. I think Jim is at a loss for words about the lights. About the lights and the tendrils. I think. Um... Willie May looks at both of them very reassuringly and motions to the sky like she's in a Disney movie and, you know, just goes like, well, it's in God's hands now. And these people will reap what they sow, both for accusing Jim for murdering that white boy as well as trying to infringe upon our way of life. They're not going to take this lightly, and they're damn sure ain't going to take this lying down. Damn. So, Ruby, what do you do? What do you do in the face of this crisis? God, um, I feel like they need a plan. Um, is it, what, wasn't Willie May having some kind of power, undisclosed powers, vaguely supernatural? Yeah, that's that's why she's like it's all in God's hands now. Oh, okay, okay. Um, what does Ruby do? I guess, I mean, I guess like Willie May could like reassure them that even though shit's about to pop off, like they themselves do not have much to worry about, even though they do (laughs) Um, materially. Yeah. I think a thing to think about also, as you're trying to figure out what Ruby does is what does Ruby as a character want? Like, does Ruby want the city to fall apart? Does she want it to continue? I think she wants it to like, get shaken to its senses a little bit, but she doesn't want it to be destroyed. She wants to make sure it's saved. So then, yeah, I would say try and figure out a thing to do that is that. How can you help save it? 
So, I mean, is Willie Mae implying that, like, she has a hand in, in the tendrils? Um, perhaps, but okay. not to the extent where she controls it, you know, so. Okay. Um, can, I mean, can we have, I don't, Ruby can, like, go into the swamp further and, like, look to see anything else she can find out that might be able to stop it. But, I mean, that's pretty open-ended. Yeah, I think we need, I think we do kind of need concrete action at this point, okay. right? Mm. And maybe, maybe you do go in and you, like, maybe Ruby feels like, you know, she doesn't have to have an explanation for it. Can we have her run into the swamp and, like, come actually face-to-face -face with the ghost thing that she saw further away? Does it have to have, like... A concrete thing beyond that or can she just see that there is like multiple supernatural things out there so well tell me this she she runs into the swamp she comes face to face with this entity whatever it is yes. and what is she going to try to do right and and maybe we cut away right uh we can think of this as like as the pilot episode right and we haven't yeah uh, we don't get to see all the all the fiddly bits yet, but what does yeah. she want to do? What is she going to try to do with this entity? I think she might just fall to her knees in front of it and like start to like not quite beg it, but just like try to you know try to plead with it a little bit to stop because she thinks that it's controlling whatever is happening, and then it could cut away as she's like falling to her knees. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's a powerful image. Gary, do you have an idea about what Willie May does? Willie May sees Ruby run into the swamp and tries to stop her, but you know the ghost comes into view and Ruby falls to her knees, and Willie May just, you know, kind of shakes her head and says, "This is what I told y'all for, you know, trying to get too involved. I told you, the spirits will take care of it, or something of that nature." Is that does I think. Did Jim already act, or do we have a Jim action still? We still have a Jim action. Let me ask you this, um, Noah. Would Jim, like, so would Jim have been exposed to this kind of folklore as a child about the ghosts in the swamp and stuff? Well, he, we saw him in one reaction, I believe, last week, or two weeks ago, I guess, pouring a circle of salt around himself right okay um oh, yeah. right. and what what that meant i was leaving up in the air i think at this point i've kind of decided that he was trying to protect himself right so he's i think he especially since he kind of grew up around willie may i think that he has been exposed to these kind of like legends and stories but has never given them much credence mm -hmm. kind of until now as things have been getting darker in the livery so Jim and Willie both see Ruby run into the woods. They see Ruby fall to her knees. And then Willie says, you know, effectively, folks are going to get what's coming to them. And Jim looks toward Willie. And he just has this, like, this look of a mixture of, of shock and disappointment and disbelief, I think, is, is probably the largest emotion that's played out across his face. Disbelief at both at the, the figure that Ruby has fallen in front of and that 
someone he's as close to as Willie May has had a hand in this. And he says, Willie, what have you done? And he backs away and he keeps backing away until he can gather enough courage to turn his back on the livery and run. And Jim is going to try and escape. Oh, bold. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like, I'm trying to get tenure. I ain't trying to do all this shit. <laughs> um, so another character could try and stop me if you wanted to. Yeah, Otherwise, Willie wants to stop Yeah, him. Willie will also try to keep his ass there. Okay, so that means you are challenging my attempt. Can I do that, even though I'm not a power? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyone, anyone can challenge. So when you want to challenge something, follow these steps. You first declare that you're challenging, and or you declare what you're challenging and who did it or established it. We know all that. You've declared it. Show us how you challenge it. So role play or narrate what you do to stop what the defender did or established. Um, and then I get to decide if what you did works. This is a decision I make as a player, not the character. If it's okay, I would like ask to ask Willie to go first because Ruby's, you know, Ruby has fallen to her knees in front of this entity, and yeah. what she does to stop Jim from running, I think, is going to be an intriguing thing, especially. Okay, so I guess they're not too far from the shack. Um, so Willie May sort of turns around to check on Jim instinctively and notices he's gone. Um, so he, so I guess she does two things. Um, Ruby is like, is Ruby unconscious or has she just fainted or is she just like? No, I think she's just kind of in shock and like desperate. <laughs> Well, if it's cool with you, um, Sharon, could Willie May like help like get her on her feet and like sort of help her back to like safe harbor ish? Yeah, that's that's fine. So the first thing that Willie May would do is like you know sort of shoulder carry or whatever uh, Ruby back to the shack, and then she basically tries to catch up with Jim and you know just sort of you know like where are you going you know um and we don't have to act this out right i can just give the speech okay yeah i think you know i don't know if you realize this mr scholar but while you've been gone we've been struggling much more than ever you know this entire community has put its all into making sure that you were the one that helped us when we needed it the most but now you're turning your back on us, you know, after all the things that your folks and I and your neighbors and everyone else has done to get you through school. You want to turn coat when things get just a little too hot, a little too hot. Willie May, a little too hot. <laughs> Look at this. What the fuck is that? What's that thing in the trees? What happened to Ruby? Oh, don't act like you don't know what's going on. I'm sure your mammy and your pappy have told you a thousand times about what goes on in these here swamps. So, you know, you can get that look off your face because you're more hip to this than you realize. What's happening here is something that should have happened a long time ago. Now, I'm not saying that this is the safest solution or it's, you know, the solution that's not going to cause pain. But you have my word that even though the spirits are here, I'll try to do my best to keep things under control. 
as the ghost like hovers around in the fucking background. I <laughs> <laughs> um, just imagine the most Scooby, like, the most Scooby Doo looking ghost. Like, I fucking got this shit. Is like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, the dead are walking. Um, so I think I think that's a good point for me to to make a determination, and I'm gonna say yes if. Um, so there are three options. I can say yes, in which case you succeed at preventing my escape. I can say no, in which case I escape anyway. Or I can say yes if, wherein I specify additional steps your character must take to get the job done. So my yes if is going to be that Jim points to the sky and says, um, you have to make this stop now. I, I, I came back. I came back for all of you. You know that. I'm not... I just, I can't deal with this shit. Make it, make it stop, Willie May. Make it stop, and I'll stay. Well, I'm afraid I can't make it stop because I wasn't what caused it to begin with. The spirits have a mind of their own. They do what they please. The best that I can do is act as a conduit, you know, as a kind of conjurer. If I can, I can direct them to. Not fuck shit up as much, but you gotta understand, uh, Jimmy boy, when the spirits are out, shit gets fucked up. And what about what about everybody else in the livery, Willie May? What about everybody else? And I I just like to, to cut it there. Yeah. yeah. So Willie May has not succeeded in in stopping Jim's escape. Shit. Did Ruby <laughs> want to? Yeah, I mean, want to take a swing? Can she just kind of like? comes out of her shock a little bit, runs back into the swamp trying to find them, and, like, just takes a very human plea, like, we need somebody like you in this town. Like, I mean, they dated in high school, right? So, yeah, yep. you know, she has an emotional connection there. Um, so, yeah, let's just have her say, um, look, the town needs you, and I need you, and even if things get messed up, I would much rather have you here you know, regardless of what what destruction is wrought. <laughs> I think I think it's the fact that Ruby says, and I need you. Mm-hmm. And Jim Jim just kind of looks at her with with basically pity in his eyes. Ruby, if I stay here, you won't have me anyway. <laughs> oh no, are we bringing that up? <laughs> I mean I mean it's like it's it's got the it's got the double meaning which I think Ruby would pick up on like one yeah. the like the romantic thing is not happening anymore and yeah two that he'll go back to jail right like this is this is a town which in his mind only holds prison or a death sentence at this point <laughs> can ruby look at willie may and just kind of like be like, can we make sure that doesn't happen in regard to, uh, you know, guiding the spirits toward certain destru- destruction and not other destruction, i.e. the sheriff? I'll see what I can do. So then Jim might not go back to jail. Problem solved. <laughs> it's, you know, I guess no promise is made, but, you know, there's a book of scripture and spells um, hidden deep in the library that was written by someone who also claimed to know the spirits very well. Okay. I think between the two of you, Jim has been guilted enough <laughs> into staying. 
um, and he his shoulders kind of hunch and he refuses to look back toward the, the trees of the clearing, but he accompanies the two back toward the shack. Meanwhile, you know, uh, there's a potential riot, which only one of us dealt with. Yeah, uh, <laughs> poor Jake. Which I appreciate the help. Thanks, Poor Jake from State Farm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's been all of our actions. Step five, outcome. Oh, Lord. Based on what has been described, each player decides on your own whether they think the kingdom should stand or fall. So this is you as a player. This is not you as a character. If we were playing this in person, each player would stick out a hand and vote simultaneously. We're going to do this in the, uh, let's do it in the Roll20 chat. You can vote three ways. You can uh, vote positive, negative, or neutral. So if you want the kingdom to survive, vote positive. If you want the kingdom to fail, or maybe want is not the right word. If you think the kingdom survives, vote positive. If you think it fails, vote negative. And if you're neutral on it, you can vote neutral. Since I tried to escape, I have to vote negative. So that's something you can bear in mind. And let me know once uh, everyone has their vote in chat, and then we'll hit enter at the same time. Okay, mine's ready. Mine's ready as well. Okay. Kiefer, you're ready? Yes. All right, vote in three, two, one, go. <laughs> Positive is survive, right? That's what I meant. Okay. Yep. yep. I think I did it wrong, actually. What do you mean? I should have written positive. Like, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's all right. Ooh, saucy Noah. Well, I, I had to vote that way since Jim tried to escape. Right. Okay, so the result is positive. So the listeners know how we voted. I voted negative because I had to. Sharon voted positive. Gary was neutral. And then Kiefer was positive as well, which means we have a, a positive outcome. One of my negatives cancels out a positive, And then there's one positive left over. If the result is positive, the kingdom survives. If the kingdom is destroyed, uh, it's not. Now we describe the outcome of the crisis together based on what you have already seen. If the kingdom was destroyed, decide if something new might rise in its place. It wasn't. So what is the what is the crisis? How does it resolve? What does it look like? Can I vote that the sheriff is gone? Maybe. Um, why? Why would the how? How does that play out? What happens to the sheriff? So if Willie Mae is in some way influencing all of the supernatural happenings, and she had mentioned that there was a book in the library that might be able to help them, um, we could say that, and this is if, um, if, if Gary and you are okay with this as well, having like Ruby and Jim and Willie Mae get the book and try to influence the... Uh, spirits or supernatural beings whatever they are to only destroy the sheriff um <laughs> and <laughs> leave the rest of the town mostly okay yeah i'm okay with that yeah okay um i have an idea for something i'm gonna do and i might i might take that at the end okay jacob what a I think the speech works better than he expected it to. And maybe there's like something supernatural happening, but just him talking to people and telling them to calm down uh, helps calm them down. I mean, maybe, you know, I think maybe what happens here is he's also going to like, I think it's pretty easy for him to calm down the white folks or like get them to listen to him because he's 
associated like they see him as part of their group um and then i think after that he has to like basically come out as jewish and be like look i i understand how it feels to feel like the world isn't for you and that the society doesn't care about you and i am lucky enough to have been able to hide it but i this is this is who i am like this is where my parents are from this is what my life has been like and was like before i moved down here and i know it's not what y'all go through but i also know how it feels to have the world not be on your side and i think maybe that works if that sounds acceptable i think yeah i think that's what he says all right willie may willie may winds up going to the library and is able to find the book um she reconvenes with jim and ruby um to quell the spirit's anger the spells are in let's see like sort of louisiana texas creole french um which she is able to sort of read and speak um and she tries to redirect the spirit's anger to the sheriff as ruby suggested but she also uh kind of deviously asks the spirits to also fuck shit up for the Yankees who are in town. <laughs> so it's like no catastrophic destruction, um, but now potentially the water park is, well, we don't know. Is it in jeopardy? Is it not? Right. Nice. So... For Jim, we we see all this happening. We see stuff calming down in the the town center. You can see Willie May and Ruby and Jim kind of seated between them, staring down at this book. And Gary, you'll you'll have to tell me how we want this to play out. Some something is going to happen to Jim. He realizes that there's a price that must be paid to prevent the wholesale destruction of delivery. And so my, my question is whether Jim comes about this realization himself, like if it's something which is inspired in the sense of inspirited into him, this knowledge, or if Willie May basically turns and looks at him and says that a price must be paid. Well, that price would be like the price that must be paid to stop the destruction or the price that must be paid for... To stop the destruction, yeah. And it's a price that Jim's going to pay. And so, you know, because the, the options are that Willie Mae knows this and she, she uses Jim for that. And, or the other option is that, you know, magic is weird, right? And Willie Mae doesn't know everything. And this is something that Jim does of his own accord. So I'm Willie Mae and I look to Jim and say, well, there's something that can put to bed these problems. But are you really about that action, boss? I didn't run, Willie May. I didn't run, and I won't now. Well, Jim, if you go through with this, then you won't be running again anytime soon. So ask yourself, do you really want to go through with this? And Jim turns to look back down at the book, and 
I think we cut seeing a close-up of one of his pupils that just dilates until there's no more iris left. Oh, that's, that's much more hardcore than Ooh. I was going to suggest. <laughs> I know. I was just, could I say what I was uh, going to suggest or no? Yeah, um, please. So I was going to say, well, if you want the suffering to end, then Jim has to chain himself like spiritually to delivery, meaning that he can no longer leave the like area. I Yeah, I love that. I think that happens in addition to what has just happened. Okay. Igor yeah. and well so so his so that's just kind of a representation of of what has happened and it, this is me kind of intentionally moving towards sorcerer a little bit where in yeah. sorcerer you get power by binding demons to your soul effectively so he and, can be the basically the first of the crew who has any kind of demon bound to him yeah exactly and then uh, um, sorcerers all have telltales if you know how to look for them. And I think that Jim's Jim no longer has an iris in either eye. And if you look too closely, you realize they're vacant. It's not that there are like there is an absence of material where his his iris and pupil should be. They just kind of recede back forever. Wait, the iris or the pupil or both? Both. It's just like dark right there. Yep. Okay. And that's also me saying that Jim is going to change from perspective to power in the next scene. And I, I think that that is the price that he is paying. Woof. Okay. <laughs> uh, next step. Uh, see, I thought Jim was just going to run away. And now, step six, death or retirement. None of our characters died. Does anyone want to retire their character and pick up a new one? Not me. No. No. Okay, I'm good with Jim as well. Uh, step seven, introduce new characters. We don't need to do that because no one died or retired. Step eight is make a new crisis card. I've already did that by clearing the check marks. And we are back into it. <laughs> okay, power, it's 2.11. We have been recording for an hour and a half, if I subtract the, the time we spent talking at the beginning. Do we... That would probably be a good episode length if we wanted to pause it now, or we can keep going. What do y'all think? I feel like that's a good stopping point. Okay. Um, but I mean, it's a I can go either way. But that just feels like nicely wrapped up for like a closing of a chapter. Yeah. It, right. Yeah. Same. Thanks everybody for listening. That was a wild crisis card <laughs> um, for us to to work through. So for the folks at home, here's what we have at the moment. Our crisis card is empty because we just survived the crisis, despite my best efforts. No thanks to Jim. <laughs> the time passes card has two X's with two empty boxes remaining. And the crossroads card, which is will the town discover Jeremy Phelps' killer, so we still haven't dealt with that, has, oh <laughs> has two x's out of five boxes so there are three empty boxes we have a prediction which is that jim will be wrongfully accused if the town does not discover jeremy phelps killer and then we have an order again if the town does not discover jeremy phelps killer then the sheriff will be elected mayor although that has probably changed at this point considering the outcome of this past crisis yeah um so i will make a note of that and we can start with figuring that out next time Thank you, everybody, for listening. 
tune in next time and we will see if the livery survives for a few more weeks. Bye. Thanks again for listening, everybody. As always, you can find us on Twitter at Coven underscore podcast, online at covenpodcast.com. Our theme song is by Ben Cronin. Be sure to give us a rating on iTunes. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast catcher, and we will see you in two weeks.